0: Hi, I'm Amanda Pachucco. This is Sheila. Hello, it's Tabita. I'm Gina Lovato. Hey, it's Lana Dunn. I'm Caitlin Bailey. This is Melissa Novak. It's Sean Jacobson. Hey, it's Bethany Nicole. Welcome to sex party. And welcome to sex party. Welcome to sex party. Welcome to sex party. Welcome to sex party.
1: (laughs) Sex party with your host, Dustin Rivka. Hello and welcome to Sex Party. I am your host, Dustin Ribka. Do you eat breakfast or are you one of those people who skip it? I never eat breakfast. On the show this week is Alana Dunn. She is one of the best to do it. She is the host of the Seeing Other People podcast. She also spent two years of her life working for Hinge. Um, We talk about uh, communication, we talk about how Things can get confusing. We talk a little bit about the pandemic, what that's done to dating, but you know, this episode is, is really strong in the sense that, um, it really, you know, keys in on the idea that lack of communication, uh, poor communication, not speaking up really sort of can ruin fucking everything kind of like COVID. So, uh, strap in put your thinking caps on, pour yourself a drink. This is my conversation with Alana Dunn.
0: This week's
1: conversation. Conversation. Alana Dunn, welcome to the show. How are you?
0: I'm great. I'm so excited to be here. How are you?
1: I am, um, I'm cold right now, but I'm warming up. So yeah, other than that, I, I had a, a a pretty decent um pretty decent day today, which is great. Thank you for asking. No one ever asks and well
0: wonderful. usually when I ask people um, are like, Oh, you know, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm like, How are you really?
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel like you're always gonna get a truthful um answer from from me, uh, whether you want it or yeah, not. Yeah, usually
0: so. I don't I'm not told that you're cold, so I appreciate it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have no idea. I just, uh, it must be my, my heart or something. I'm just constantly cold. Um, okay. So, um, I'm super glad you're here. Tell us about yourself and you know who you are. Um, and, uh, your hopes, dreams,
0: all of it. Uh, my name is Alana, as you guys already know, I'm 27. I live in New York city. I host the seeing other people podcast talk about all about dating and relationships really with the goal of helping people feel less alone in their dating lives. Um, my hopes in life right now are that, I can keep growing, seeing other people, keep getting it to reach more people so it can help more people also so that it can help me not have to do a million freelance things on the side um, and really just have seeing other people be what I do for a living. Um, My fears in life, um, you know, right now I have a little puppy and my fear is that he's taking over my life, but it's also a great thing. And that's it. That's me.
1: Okay, so tell me about your um, podcast, Seeing Other People. Yeah,
0: so Seeing Other People actually was an idea that started when I was working at Hinge. And I started a podcast for Hinge called Dating Sucks, which I, each week, I had a co-host. And each week we would bring on a different expert in their field, whether it was somebody who was an actual expert, like a therapist or a psychiatrist or behavioral scientist or somebody who was an expert in specifically what they did like we wanted to talk about how like first dates and going to a bar or a restaurant and and first date etiquette so we actually brought in a bar owner and a bartender because they are experts in that and so i kind of continued the same concept with seeing other people where on tuesdays i have episodes where i do bring in experts like those to actually talk about a specific challenge that many of us face in modern dating and how we can learn to overcome that or be a little better or change our behaviors to kind of set ourselves up for more success. And then on Thursdays, I have listeners come on anonymously to talk about what they've really struggled with in dating, in relationships, in love, and how they overcame it and what they learned from it. So I, for example, I've had someone come on to talk about getting a herpes diagnosis and how that did and didn't impact her life and what she ended up deciding to do, like, and how she communicated that to the person who she got it from and how she communicated it to people she was seeing um, after that point. I had somebody come on to talk about having to get an abortion and what that was like for her. And I've had somebody come on to talk about um, having to date after losing a parent or losing a brother, things like that. So it's really, like, there's no topic that isn't covered, um, in these unfiltered episodes and they really become the heart of seeing other people. So I'm just really appreciative that the the listeners are willing to come on and, and be open like that.
1: Yeah. It's a really fun show, but it's also, it's not afraid to get its hands dirty. Um, you know, with, with my show, I I feel like we're either, everyone's having a good time or everyone's just like covered in blood. And, 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 and so for, with your show, it's very, um, it's fun, but you're learning, uh, you might be learning on on my show, but it's it, we get like really dirty fast. I mean, so far I'm a new show, so we'll, we're still figuring out the kinks. Look, I'm but still
0: hey, fig- you know. I'm figuring out um, the kinks every day. There's a new kink <laughs> every day. Don't you worry; it never goes away. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Super happy to hear that. Um, so, between the podcast and then your time with Hinge what would you say are the most like common problems with dating issues with dating? I mean, are, are there like one or two or 17 things that sort of like stick out that you, you keep coming back to these same ideas?
0: There are a lot of ways I could answer this, but what I'm going to say <laughs> is that every single problem that I have heard, that I have seen, that I have even reflected on in my own life could have been solved with better communication. Like, Every single situation that we end up getting ourselves into is either the result of poor communication or a lack of communication or miscommunicating. And that can go into us making assumptions about somebody, um, even before a date or after like one date based on how they're texting or obviously like ghosting has been the biggest thing ever. And people are still ghosting no matter how much they know that they shouldn't. Um, and that's because like, they don't know how to communicate in a proper way that they're not feeling something or even just like leading people on. And, and a lot of people end up getting into situations where they think it's going somewhere. And then the other person's like, Oh no, like I'm not looking for something serious. And it's like, well, you could have communicated that way earlier on. And so it does seem like more often than not, the root of every dating struggle is some form of communication problem.
1: Yeah, and that is an issue that I'm finding out on, on this show. It just comes up over and over and over again. I, I've In my personal life, I've always been a big proponent of just being really straightforward. Um, it, it's It's been a lot rougher than people would imagine to tell the truth all the time, but it was a choice that I sort of made to practice doing. And it just sort of, after a couple of years, it sort of just became part of my... <laughs> part of my personality and so now I feel like I I sort of get in trouble here and there because I tell the truth quite a bit. It's never like anything mean or anything like that. It's just the truth and I feel as though the communication issue is big because there's so many reasons why someone isn't telling you what's really happening. So maybe we could talk about that a little bit. What do you think as far as communication goes? Is it because is it a pride thing? Is it a fear thing? Is it uh they're a psychopath maybe or yeah
0: no that's a it's a really good question I'm glad you brought that up and I think so here's here's kind of what I've been thinking about lately you know the like really popular phrase if he wanted to he would so everybody's so like well if he wanted to he would like I'm not hearing from him. So he doesn't want to see me or like, he hasn't made a plan. So he had like, or he hasn't told me how like that he wants to be in a relationship. So he doesn't, because if he wanted to, he would. And I kind of have been hearing that and it's been frustrating me because, and and this could go with he, she, any, any person, if, if you wanted to, like think about how many times you wanted to, but didn't for one reason or another, maybe you didn't know how. So maybe you've never communicated that you are falling in love with someone or that you really like you you don't know how to say, I, I've i enjoyed spending my time with you, but I think this is as far as it's going to go. Like, I don't see a future. You don't know how to say that. Right. Or the last time you were brutally honest with somebody about your feelings, it didn't go well. So you're afraid to. The last time you told somebody that you really were excited to see where this goes with them or you saw a future with them, they said, oh, well, I don't feel the same. So you're afraid to. Or Maybe you're still getting over something and you're trying to make it work, but it's you're not sure yet how you feel, so you haven't communicated anything because you're trying to figure it out. There are so many different Situations because we're all, we all date based on our experiences and based on what has happened to us in our previous relationships, previous dating situations. And so there's just this like misalignment where sometimes somebody doesn't know how to communicate or they're not ready to communicate or they're afraid to communicate something. And so the other person just writes them off and assumes XYZ thing about them based on XYZ thing that they've been through. And so that's where it's kind of a really shitty situation all around because somebody's thinking one thing and the other person might be thinking something completely different and you that can't be resolved without right. communicating
1: yeah it seems it seems so fucking basic right it seems like it should be something that's just understood like i would like french fries i'm going to order french fries but it, but it's, the second it becomes about something personal and and um, internal, it just goes out the fucking window. And yeah. it's this weird game that people play with themselves, really. And then they take that game to other people's courts, if you will, and just fuck up everything. Um, yeah, right. I think communication is like the crux of every problem.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm curious to hear what your experiences have been. Because on the flip side of the lack of communication problem, it's also a thing where when somebody does communicate, because we're so used to not. Yeah. hearing somebody tell us what they're thinking or feeling, sometimes we interpret it the wrong way. And that's where you see people being like, oh, they're being way too aggressive or, oh, they're, like, way too needy or, like, it was so weird. Like, he told me he, like, won't, like likes me after the second date. Like, that's so uh, way OD. Like, And so that's why when you said, like, you're kind of just such a straight shooter with your feelings and, and with communicating, I'm very impressed, but I'm also curious scared. to see how
1: that's gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So with me... I have just always tried to be as direct as possible, but also as, as descriptive is a bad word, but I just want to, if I have something to say, I want to say it all. Um, and usually when I get involved with someone, um, You you know, I I, I try to be as upfront. I I don't really know what I want. I'm I'm one of those, basically. But I'm very open about it. Um, Recently have discovered that I, uh, because of the show that I'm doing, I I had a couple of guests where um, attachment theory has become a thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you could guess already, like, what attachment style I am. So whatever, but it, it's avoidance for those of you in the audience who can't figure it out. Yeah, it's avoidant. And so I recognized that before I knew what avoidant was, I had recognized it a long time ago. And I also realized that there was this wreckage of women around me that I didn't want to hurt. I didn't mean to hurt. And I did hurt. I had told them the truth from the beginning. Um, I, I don't know what I want. This isn't a serious thing, I really value you as a person, yeah, I value the sex, yeah, I value the hanging out, but I just i'm not in it for a relationship and in some people's book, that would be enough. that would be well, you told them the truth, and they still whatever, but for me, I started to feel really empathetic for right or wrong i I started to feel bad for having not one, but a handful of people around me that were kind of like upset. And there was a lot of disappearing and reappearing and people like blocking me and unblocking me and like all of these things that happened, you know, I, I so it it's been kind of a mess And um, to remedy that I sort of took myself just before COVID hit, before we ever heard the word COVID, I sort of took myself out of rotation because I thought, I'm dangerous. Uh I accidentally without knowing I sort of manipulate people. Not 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 intentionally and I'm not ever trying to do something bad. I, I don't know. I just ha- my personality is one of these things and I'm learning now um as I get older, my personality is one of these things that uh I, I don't know. I I I really like people a lot. Um, and, and, and people seem to be drawn to me a lot. And I've always been really grateful for that. And I always get into adventures, whether it's someone on the street asking me like for directions or it always seems to play out in some adventurous way. Like, how did we get here? Oh, well, you know, Mm -hmm. Dustin had to answer the person's or whatever. So there's that side of it. Then there's also the side of it with dating or, or with, with relationships with the opposite sex. It's always taken me on amazing adventures. So I've always loved it. But, but just before COVID, I'm like. I need to like take myself out of the equation. I'm dangerous, which may have been an overreaction, but I've been out of rotation for a long, long time. Even when people like hit on me in a bar or in the laundry room or wherever, in my, there's a voice in my head that's like, don't, don't play into it. And so there's two schools of thought. Um, Some people I know are like, that's dumb. You can't just ice yourself over forever. You you tell people how you are and you, that's it. And then the other side's like, good, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so right. the long answer, there you go. There's all the info.
0: Well, so what I, the first thing that comes to my mind when hearing your story in the last few years of your dating life is, did you find yourself in situations where you were saying, like, I'm not looking for something serious, but like I'm enjoying this and we can keep it going. But like, but that it wasn't going to actually turn into a relationship. Like that's kind of what I'm hearing that you were telling people, but mm-hmm. then were they like staying in it being like challenge accepted? Oh yeah. Okay, exactly. So yeah. that's what I did. That's what I would do to <laughs> oh, myself <perfect. laughs> in every single dating situation for years. And yeah, it fucking sucked. Yeah. <laughs> it really sucks because the thing is like you in, in those situations, you're right. Like you actually were communicating, Hey, I'm not looking for a relationship, but I like hanging out with you and I'll continue hanging out with you, but I'm not looking for a relationship. Yeah. And all I would hear is, Oh, he likes me.
1: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yep.
0: And like, yeah, he might not be looking for a relationship with me yet. Cause like, he doesn't know me that well, but once he gets to know me, he'll realize like, of course he wants to date me. And so we'd go through the motions. We'd be hanging out, like going, going out to drinks, going out to dinner, meeting each other's friends. But to them it was like still casual because they set the, like the, they they stated, I want this to be casual, but to me, I'm like, oh, well, like, we're doing all the things that people in relationships do. Like, this guy's basically my boyfriend at this point, point. he just hasn't, like, made it official. Yeah. And then, to my surprise, a few months later, they'd be like, by the way, like, I just want to make sure you're still on the page, like, the same page, like, this isn't going anywhere. And I'm like, what do you mean?
1: <laughs> what do you mean? We just had dinner and a movie, and great sex, and popcorn, and what? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
0: So going back to the attachment style thing is um, you were probably almost exclusively dating people who were anxiously attached.
1: It's now that I'm aware of these uh, theories. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, And it's a, it's a real eye opener. And as someone who is like a skeptic, with everything, I would highly recommend everyone go take an attachment style quiz immediately because it will make you see clearly right away. It did for me. I'm still wrestling with what to do with myself. I went out the other night and again, I just seemed to like sort of fumble into situations, you know, and and, and, and I did and it was great. So there's like a whole thing that I'm trying to figure out there. But um, yeah, you know, COVID made it really easy to isolate myself already so I was like well I'm already isolated so this isn't so I kind of just rolled with it through COVID but now I mean we're not through it quite yet but you know I'm vaccinated and I'm like just kind of getting back out there and it's like okay we're gonna have to make a decision here are you gonna be like a fully functioning person or are you gonna be off limits to everyone i you know also too what I've found personally is the more I take myself out of the game the more the game comes looking for me, like who tries to pull me makes, I guess, makes me more. It's weird. It's a weird factor.
0: Well, it's like what they say like, you'll find, you'll find your, what you love or whatever you're looking for once you stop looking for it.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, and that's the thing with anxious attachment and, and, um, and avoidant is that the more, just like you said, the more. I would tell you, like, hey, I'm not looking for anything. You would just be like, okay, yeah, but you'd be more invested the more I would say that almost because yeah. those two things are drawn to to one another.
0: Well, because also, if you're not looking for something serious, but you're still spending time with me, you're still yeah. going through the motions, taking me out to dinner, introducing me to your friends, like, having sleepovers, having pillow talk, cuddling in the morning, like, getting bagels when we wake up, like... No, but you like me. I don't yeah. care what you think you're looking for or not looking for. You like me. But the thing is, I mean, it's like I was at fault in every single one of those situations where I, I should have protected myself, after, especially after the first time, after the second time, after the third time where it continued to happen. Like I wasn't saying, okay, this is a pattern and this is something that I can actually prevent from happening once I hear them say, hey, like anything about the word casual, Anything about casual or not serious, that should have just been like a light bulb moment of like, okay, Alana, turn around and walk away. Yeah. But it wasn't. And it took a really long time of, of getting hurt and having to like build back up my confidence and, and convince myself that I was like deserving of a relationship to kind of finally say like, okay, I'm going to not do this anymore.
1: Yeah and that takes a long time to get to that place and also even when you do get to that place it still fucking sucks I'm sure um there's a a point that you know I want to get your perspective on and it's so old and cheesy and cliche but you know they say there's there's always more fish in the sea I mean although our seas polluted and you know everything's dying, there's still like, I truly believe. And I always tell my friends who maybe going through a breakup or for some reason they come to me for advice, which is, is good. If you want a certain thing bad, if you want whatever, but they, again, I state that in the, in the, in the beginning, I can help you with this, but I probably shouldn't be helping you with this.
0: I love that point. And before we get to your point you want to make, I just need to call out that everybody needs to be more intentional with who they go to for advice. Like you have to figure out what friends you want, what kind of advice from and what friend is going to kind of hold your hand and comfort you or what friend is going to tell it like it is and, and not kind of like coddle you. And then you also need to find out like what friends should you not be going to for advice (laughs) and actually like follow that because there, I mean, I've learned there are some friends like I cannot go to for, to talk about anything related to dating. And I used to continuously go to them. And every time I would leave the conversation feeling awful. And so it's just something kind of, you need to like kind of put into practice that we don't really do.
1: No, I think because all of these things we're not doing. Okay. So we're not communicating with the people that we are in um, situationships or relationships or whatever with, we're not communicating with them. Um, we are not asking the correct friends. We're sort of going to, the people who maybe make us feel better or will agree with us or whatever, that's all, uh, that's all the same problem in my book really. And, and I guess I would ask you, it it all sort of becomes this larger communication problem. So um, we'll do this one then I'll jump back to my other point, but how how do, how do you think, with all of your knowledge, with you doing this show this long, your time at Hinge, your personal experiences, how do you think we just at least take the first step to solving this massive communication problem?
0: Yeah. So I think, first of all, looking back at your previous relationships, situationships, three date things you had with people, <laughs> looking back at them and and figuring out like where did it go? Not necessarily wrong, but not right. Like, what could have happened differently? And I know I've, I'm helping somebody through what they're going, what's happening in their dating life right now. And her whole thing is like, she was always afraid to communicate her needs because in a very serious relationship that she was in, when she did do that, he would kind of shoot her down or make fun of her for it or really not be receptive to it. And she's like, well, maybe I was asking for too much. And it's like, no you have needs. Like we all have needs. And so I think looking back and figuring out like, okay, I was, I was afraid to do this. So I didn't. And then that built up and that was ultimately like what didn't work for me and what made it not possible to work or, okay. I was asking this friend for advice the entire time and I was taking their advice, but their advice wasn't working for me well, maybe me and that friend are very different when it comes to dating and I should not take her advice. That's another thing. Like it's really looking back and kind of pinpointing like, okay, what could I have done differently for it to not necessarily work out? Cause who knows if it would have worked out, but for it to have been a better situation and then saying like, okay, in the future, how can I communicate my needs better? Or how can I let somebody know like, Hey, the way you said this made me feel like not that great mm-hmm. or um like for me one big thing was like i'm a really big texter and so if somebody's not texting me it makes me think that they don't like me or that right. they're over me or that they might be ghosting me and so i realized that that was something that i struggled with and there was this guy that i saw like a lot of potential with and when we were on the dates everything was great and then in between the dates i was a fucking disaster and so I finally said to him, like, on maybe our, like, third or fourth date, like, are you just, like, a like really bad with your phone or, or like, are you – do you not like to text? Like, I'm just, like, so confused because when I see you, it's great. And then, like, we don't talk for an entire week straight, and I'm so confused and thinking the date's not going to happen. He's like, oh, no, I've just been, like, super busy at work, and I'm not really on my phone. But, like, if it'll make you feel better for me to text you, I can totally do that. And I was like, whoa, okay. And then he did. And so, like, that was something where – I learned from my past experiences that I needed somebody who was going to communicate with me in between dates. And then when I saw that something could work out with somebody, I said, Hey, I need this thing. And he said, okay. And it ultimately didn't work out, but had he not been receptive to it, that would have been a really big sign that like, okay, this guy isn't for me.
1: Yeah. And you also learned, I think more importantly, you learned that sometimes when you ask for something, you get it. Yeah. But you have to ask for it.
0: You have to ask for it. That's literally yeah. the biggest life lesson I've gotten from my mom is if you don't ask, you don't get right. And like that has taken me through every like major milestone in my life. Yeah, And it really does relate to everything. Um, and then another, another thing I think is really important is figuring out like kind of going back to the, who do you ask for advice from? It's like, whose relationships are you looking up to? And maybe you shouldn't be asking for dating advice from your single friend who has screwed themselves in every single dating situation they've been in, or from your friend who just got dumped and their heart is broken, And but they're usually the person you go to for dating advice. Like they might not have the clearest head right now. And so it's, it's similar. It's like, are you asking for advice about dating and relationships from someone who's an epic failure in theirs or from someone who's like done it right and whose relationships you admire?
1: Yeah. And it's difficult because there's, there's not, you only see what you know, right? So if you have a set of friends around you, um, you only know their relationship. You only know their, and you don't, you only see what they tell you. You only see what's on Instagram and whatever. You don't see what's really going on. It's not until they're, quiet at your Sunday football thing that you're like, what's wrong? And then they, you know, after the fourth beer, like, Oh, we have an issue with what I, you know, and that whole thing happens. So, I mean, and, and relationships are fucking hard. I mean, just even like casual relationships are fucking hard. It's all built on difficulty, all of it. And, and that's why when my friends come to me for advice, I'm more of like, the Machiavellian, Oh, this is what you want. Well, this is how you get it. And I will, I will get you to there. Right. But once you get there, don't, you shouldn't be asking me for how to maintain it, whatever, because I'm going to have this sort of nihilistic view because my personal view is not, again, I had to take myself out of the, you know, temporarily, uh, (laughs) because I had to figure out the hell why I'm so evil. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but I have to figure out what's going on with me. So, I, yeah, if you want my advice, I can get you where you need to go. But I, at after that, it's on you, man. Like I'm telling you you don't want my advice past then because I'm just going to tell you that hey, this is going to be a short term thing, and da 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 da. And you don't want to hear that. And also, a lot of my friends come to me for advice. They're like, "Oh my god, you're so right,"
0: mm-hmm. and then they
1: then they don't use it. They don't use the advice at yeah. all. That's, which is a yeah,
0: thing. that's a big thing. Is is take hearing what to do and doing the opposite.
1: Oh God, yeah. I fin- think. Go ahead.
0: No, I was. Gonna, I mean, I was just gonna say that's that goes back to like who are you taking your advice from, and and what kind of person are they? Because I I realized um, my friends and I date completely differently. And have had completely different past relationship experiences. Like I've been cheated on. And so that is going to impact the way I view all of my dating situations and Mm -hmm. the behavior of my partner versus anyone who hasn't been cheated on. And so it's these things from our past that really influence the way we date. And so like if my friend, if let's say a friend wrote into a group chat with me and someone else, um, like, okay, I just got this text from him. Should I answer or should I wait? My friend is going to say, he waited two hours. You wait four hours. I'm going to say, no, don't <laughs> fucking wait. Just respond.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I would probably side with your friend um, in, in that scenario. But also at the same time, it seems like, I mean, and 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 please speak to this if you can, like post-COVID, I'm more inclined to answer your way almost because- mm-hmm uh, it just, it's weird. It's like, there is a change. There is a shift in dating and communication. Do you think that, uh, COVID and like all the wacky other things that are happening in our, in our world, do you think that that's changed dating do, or do for the better, for the worse? What are your thoughts?
0: I think it has actually changed dating for the better. I think we all went through obviously an, an incredibly difficult time in our lives, but a period of like real loneliness and like a desperate need for human connection, whatever form that was in. And I know that took on a lot of different like things happening where, for example, like you could have ended up just like texting with somebody for like five months. You knew you were never going to actually meet them or like maybe you would meet them when COVID was over, but it was just that companionship that people wanted. Um, Right. Or, People realizing like, okay, this like little fun thing that I'm having, like, I can't do this anymore because it's actually not safe and it's going to put people that I like at risk. Um, it also like people couldn't necessarily go around like sleeping with multiple people or, or even like going on dates with multiple people at a time, because again, that would put other people at risk that they were dating. And so there was kind of this change in everyone's behavior where people wanted something more serious or finally realized like, okay, maybe I do want to settle down and not just hook up with people and actually find somebody because I don't want to be alone again. Um, and it also brought on people saying like, okay, you know what, I've dated like multiple people in the past for long periods of time. Maybe I need to actually just find one person and stick with it and ride it out and see if it goes well or not. Um, and then go on to the next person if it doesn't. And so I think a lot of these things have actually stayed like even this past summer, everyone was like, Oh my God, like hot vax summer, shot girl summer, or, like <laughs> waxed and vaxed. But like, like it ended up not being like that. Like it no. wasn't just like a summer of like people hooking up and all that shit. Like people either, it, it seems like kind of any other summer where people like either got into relationships or didn't. Um, yeah. and that was that it wasn't this huge, crazy sex fest that like people were expecting it to be. Yeah. Um and I think part of the reason is because people didn't actually want that. Like they wanted a real connection with someone.
1: Yeah, there seems to be two sort of views, right? There's there's that view, and which is very prevalent. I see it everywhere. And then I feel like this last summer was too soon to be a hot vac summer. Like, you know, big like everybody Partying, having a giant fuck fest. I feel like that's that's like, I think that's next summer. (laughs) Here's here's (laughs) hoping. Right. Um, So that's the other side of it. I I, I would say because um, it, it it does seem though, however, that there is a place for both. There, you know, and and it also seems like people are taking chances with. I don't know, like meeting other people, um, mm-hmm. like saying hello or starting, like there. I think people are more um, apt to say what they're thinking or take chances and in introducing themselves or something. I don't know. They just I feel like there's something in the air out there that's different, yeah. kind of well, like. Also, in Also, I think
0: part of the reason is like for so long we were just. All we had was our computers and our phones. That was the only way we could actually communicate with each other. And all we wanted was to be back in person, back at a bar, back at a restaurant, back at a party. And so now when we do have those opportunities to do that, like we're making the most of them. And I think that's a really great thing. And that's the right way to live. And I mean, in that, with just saying hi to people or being... Open to meeting people, I wish I could like shake some of my friends, like grab them and just shake them and be like, what do you have to lose? If yeah. you see somebody at a bar, at a party, at a grocery store, like anywhere that's just not creepy, if you see somebody that intrigues you and that like you find attractive and you're curious about them, you have absolutely nothing to lose by going up to them and just saying hi or like, oh, like, what are you drinking? Or have you been here before? Like, what's good on the menu? Or, yeah. oh, who do you know at this party? Because look, you're either, it's either going to go well. Or nothing's gonna happen, and you're right back where you were standing there, wishing you would say something
1: right, yeah, someone actually uh did that to me over the weekend, and I thought it was like the coolest thing ever, and we talked for i don't know like an hour hour and a half or something, and then right at the end, where we should have exchanged each other's numbers, it's like someone asked a question, and then it got all like fucked up, and we both went our separate ways, and now I'm like damn okay uh and it has me someone who wouldn't normally would be like oh well you know now i'm like huh do i find her on social media is that creepy you know i don't you know so um but it's a uh it's it's something that i can tell that it's going happening it, it, i can tell that people are taking those chances mm-hmm. um i just hope that it gets louder i hope that it gets more i hope that it gets you know, insane, because I think you're right. It, it, people were kind of like stuck in the house and, and wanting, and here it is, you know, it's people not,
0: were bored in the house and in the house, yeah. Bored.
1: <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, so some of the other things that, that come up on your podcast that I think play right into this, um, and I see it and I'm going to put it in my own words, but the idea that, that heartbreak or pain is a normal thing and like bad things happen it's fucking normal um and to stop running away from it and kind of embrace it versus like oh god I'm scared can you like expand on that and talk about like because for me that's like that's the one Mm -hmm. (laughs) just in general like pain is good you know what I mean like in in in, in a way in in a way like you, you kind of have to if you can learn – let me put it another way. If you can learn to embrace pain and how uncomfortable it is, there's nothing that you can't accomplish.
0: Yeah, 100%. I love the those specific points that you kind of flagged. Um, yeah, and like bad things happen to good people. I want to start with that because that, bad things happen to everyone. Bad things happen to good people, to bad people, to – Normal people to celebrities. Good, bad people. To our yeah. parents. To good, bad people. Exactly. Like, yeah. Bad things happen to everyone. There is not a single human being on this earth that is immune to something bad happening to them. And whether it's something bad happening to somebody they love, like losing somebody or someone they love, like ended up in jail, like what, literally whatever it is, it's going to affect you and it's going to change who you are and how you see the world and how you interact with others. And People are so afraid to say to somebody else, like, Hey, I'm a little bit broken because of this thing. Yeah. And like, we are all broken because of certain things. Like I said, like I, I've got cheated on and I was in like t- multiple toxic relationships that like literally shattered me to pieces. And I thought I was never going to be okay again, but I learned from them and that is is what led me to like doing what I do now and helping other people with their dating lives. And that's like a beautiful thing. And we've all like every single person in this world will get their heart broken. Right. And we don't like to admit like, Hey, I have been at rock bottom or I have felt these feelings or, or thought these things. And we're afraid to tell people, but in actually communicating those things to people, that's what ends up connecting us. And that's what ends up making us form like relationships and bonds with people. And if we all said like, well, this thing happened to me, so I'm not lovable or like I'm not dateable, then nobody would be dateable because we've all had things happen to us. And it's it's really hard because everyone's things are different. And so we might not always know how to communicate about the thing that the person is trying to tell us and that's why I kind of started the unfiltered episodes where I could bring people on to talk about their whatever mental health struggle they are facing or being like raped in the past or having to get an abortion or whatever it is because you never know who you are going to be sitting across a table from on a first date and or a third date or a 10th date and what they're going to tell you and so realizing that okay this thing happened to them but it doesn't define them what defines them is kind of what they did with it and how they learned from it and how they grew from it. And the fact that they're sitting here telling me now, like what can I say to them to let them know that I see them and I hear them and I I respect them because we never expect to be on a date and somebody tell us that they've been like institutionalized for their mental health or that they have an STI, but that's not something that like that Like regardless of what it is, it might not be something that happened to us, but it's something that like, we also have something that happened to us that now in hearing them open up, like we feel more comfortable opening up to any bad things happen to everyone.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but no, I I mean, it's, it's, um, it's extremely important. Um, and, uh, it's one of those things where most people do run from it. Most people try and like bolt out of that idea, out of that They don't want to bring it up they don't want to even internally they're like that that makes me you know uh damaged or whatever the case may be and that is that's kind of like your like your flaws and your uh bad experiences are a lot like that's the framework that's your framework that's what kind of makes you you and so i i I, that's why i wanted to ask that question because i feel like you have a a lot to say about it but from a place of actual like understanding and experience and you've been able to like have so many conversations with people that are the same way. So if people are listening to this, look, like display your flaws, man. Like like open up and and uh if you can like at least to yourself, if, like I understand going to another person and and saying, "Hey, all these horrible things, like off the bat, yeah, like, do do that on the first yeah, date. <laughs> might not be a great idea, but I do feel if they can come to terms with it on their own, you know, internally, then they're entering whatever situation hella powerful. It's just, it's just that's a secret power up we just unlocked. Is own your own your pain instead of yeah. your pain making you know you work for it. Make your pain work for you.
0: Yeah. Um, So also people often feel held back by it. They're like, Oh, well, nobody's going to love me because of this thing. So like, I may as well not even go on dates, but you also, you might end up on a date with somebody who's been through the same exact thing or something way worse. And the thing is with like, like you said, it's like unlocking each other. Like you can't get into a successful relationship with somebody if you are not open about this thing because like we said like it shapes you and it defines you and not it doesn't define you but how you kind of reacted to it yeah kind of does and it's just there you're doing yourself a disservice by holding back
1: yeah and also that stuff's gonna come flooding out at some point anyway so it's better to kind of like get it on the table relatively soon again don't walk into your first date and <laughs> Unless you want to, then do it, you know? Yeah. Um okay. One of the things that I think is important coming from you um and having, you know, mountains of of experience and on the personal and from the podcast, how can how can someone cut down on bullshit? How can someone cut down on time if they're looking for an ideal partner. And let me just say, I'm not saying like, Hey, get somebody married in a month, but how can someone thin the herd? What are some, some tips or some, some things you could give them to really make approach of just approaching dating totally different than what they think it is.
0: Yeah. So first things first, like we kind of just talked about, if you are somebody like me who realizes that every casual quote unquote situation you've entered in has gotten you hurt, then know that that is a part of you and it's okay. But the second you hear casual from somebody say, unfortunately, like we're looking for different things, but I'm, i really enjoyed our time getting to know each other. And I hope you find what you're (laughs) looking for. Boom, done, move on. So that's number one is, is figuring out what actually doesn't work for you and not wasting your time on it anymore. You're not going to change anyone. You should not have to go into a situation wanting to change someone. You also can't fix people. Um, So that's, that's one rule of thumb is don't try and find a project and somebody who's like totally not in a place to form a relationship. Um, sometimes it feels really good to fix people, but that's not what you're here for. Another thing is really figuring out like, what do you want in a relationship? Like, I know we always talk about like red flags or deal breakers, but it's like, what is actually a red flag for you? And what is actually a deal breaker for you? And I know like, I hear people who say like, Oh, like, I don't want kids, but I'll date people and like, wait until like the 20th date to find out whether (laughs) or not they want kids. Like, no, you are literally wasting everyone's time. You're wasting your time. You're wasting their time. And you're wasting the time of all of your friends, family members, and coworkers that the two of you are talking about this situationship to. So do everybody, including yourself a favor and find that thing out on one of the first few dates. And it could be something as simple as bringing up like how like talking about your childhood and being like, yeah, like I loved being raised in a place like this. Like, are like, where do you plan to settle down? And if they say like, Oh, like I'd love to raise my kids in X, Y, Z place. can say like, Oh, like that I'm actually not, you don't even have to say that like right there, then there, yeah. that you're not looking to raise kids, you know, but right. you're hearing from them that they are. And so whether it's something like that or something about your religion and not wanting to end up with somebody like, okay, so I'm, I'm from a predominantly Jewish area and I have a lot of friends who only want to end up with somebody who is Jewish, but they'll date any, any type of person. They'll date somebody who's Catholic, somebody who's Christian, somebody who is atheist, whatever. Cause they're like, oh, well, like I'm young. I like, guess i still have time. Like I can still like have fun with people, but I'm just not going to let it be serious with any of them. It's like, well, what if you end up falling for one of them? You never know. And then you're going to get into a situation where you're losing sleep at night because you don't know what to do because you don't know if you're going to, if you can let yourself be with this person, you love them, but you don't want to break up with them, but you have to. And I have probably 20 friends in that situation right now.
1: Oh man.
0: So don't date people who are of a different religion than you. If religion is something that is important to you, like figure out what it is That is important to you in a long-term, like lifelong relationship. And don't like, don't bend on that. You know, no one's forcing you into relationships. You don't want to be in. No, only,
1: only you are doing that to yourself. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Alana Dunn, thank you so much for helping us today, for being here, for advising, for putting everything into such a wonderful context. Um, I hope that I can get you back on the show and we could continue the conversation. But thank you so much.
0: Thank you. This was great. I'm really excited to be here and I, I appreciate you having me and everyone listening.
1: Absolutely. Talk to you soon. Big, big, big thanks to Alana Dunn. She's so awesome, man. She just she's just so awesome. Listen, if you are enjoying these episodes, there's a couple different ways you can show it if you want to. If you're listening on platforms like Apple, Spotify, Amazon, whatever, you can subscribe to the show. You can become a subscriber. It's absolutely free. You just have to click subscribe. You could leave a review, uh, if you're digging it, uh, that would be awesome. That'd be really, really awesome. If you're watching on YouTube, Hey, how you doing? Uh, you can subscribe on YouTube as well. You can like the video. You can leave a comment. You guys can always DM me on Instagram. You can always DM me on Twitter. I will, I will DM you back, and we'll chat. Uh, and uh, yeah, I cannot wait to see you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening. The party continues next week. Click subscribe, and let's make this a regular thing. Follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at SexPartyFM. Follow Dustin at DustinRibka.